0: Shirts are off, episode six. Dan, so today we're going to talk about the hybrid lifestyle. Okay, running a business, training a lot, being a family man, being a businessman, uh, being a dad, what it means to us and trying to juggle all that kind of stuff as part of our lifestyle. Um, The dad, what did we expect? What is it? What does it mean to us? The dad. Yeah, the The dad. dad. Being a father. The dad. Being the dad, what did we expect it to be? What did we struggle with? Still struggle with. <laughs> what do we still struggle with or what is it like being a dad during yeah. all this, uh, the business kind of thing? And then as people say, it seems that we live a life with no regrets or a no regrets mentality. So we're going to touch on that today. Yeah.
1: So I think the hybrid lifestyle thing like... When we did the first episode, we talked about our journeys. The journey. The the journey of where we are. Yeah, I think um, that was quite a nice little radio voice, that. Soothing. The journey. Do you ever what? This has gone off already. Do you remember the Warriors?
0: I do remember the Warriors.
1: Warriors. You're walking down New York. (laughs) Anyway. um, So we kind of... We got so, like, you didn't really dig into, like... How you started like we kind of touched on stuff on our journeys and things like that so i think it's an opportunity now to go and talk about how the hybrid performance center was born like what were we were doing at the time like we've come from obviously the strength strength factory side which andy started we all followed ship followed suit etc we created a big big vibe in there for training now during lockdown obviously bring big up the lockdown vibes big up, the lockdown. Big up the lockdown sessions yeah when the gym had no kit left i think we had an assault bike two barbells left one of them was a fat bar which was 40k there was a couple of dumbbells and it was kind of like let's try and create as much as we can training wise out of very little
0: big up, of what we've got. big up the side door
1: big up access. the side door access getting caught getting caught do you
0: want to say that? getting caught <laughs> sneaking people into the gym we can say it now <laughs> disclaimer this we, was this, this was a norm as I asked was about two, the lockdown this is 2001 yeah that, 2021 what am I about?
1: second lockdown
0: the, 2021 ended up having a few training sessions didn't we dan all the members wanted it the clients
1: wanted it we wanted it either way doesn't matter joke but anyway so at that time we kind of we were transitioning from like the traditional strength training traditional kind of bodybuilding training and going fuck it we can do functional fitness we can get stuck into that we're already doing big runs i think we'd spent a lot of time during that kind of lockdown period doing big runs and just slowly incrementing distances up Think we did a 50k and it was two k loops of absolute shit. Yeah, it was
0: crap, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but that was our kind of like birth into this kind of world, like throwing mad sessions together next door in just no space at all. But that was where we really found the connection with this kind of yeah. style training, were not it? Yeah, you know what I mean,
0: you know, I think um, I think our interest, like obviously, we're going to touch on the hybrid lifestyle, like the yeah. whole thing, the businesses, etc. But in terms of the training, when I when I was thinking about this, it's like I think I've always had this kind of style of training at some point I just drag out one phase a lot longer than most people would do and I didn't do the CrossFit bit so I've yeah. always liked running at certain yeah. points within my training career but it might have only lasted six months you know and then I That's had to being big then I had a huge powerlifting yeah. phase that lasted a, like what four a long years yeah, yeah. I had a huge strength phase that lasted four years we just
1: call you Terry Owens didn't we at Owens. Point. really pissed him off oh, he's not even a powerlifter but
0: what was it Red you used to call oh, it was him No, oh. It was Hellboy. Hellboy. You used to call him Hellboy, Hellboy. Big Fod. Um, there's a huge section there of, of my life, obviously strength-based, because I took to it and I thought, right, let's try and maximise this. And then it came to getting shredded, doing some more bodybuilding stuff, getting really in shape, max that out, and it's like, right, what can we do now? Mm. You know, endurance stuff, right? Let's see how far we can take the endurance stuff. Let's just push as hard as we can with that. And I think the mindset of enjoying every single bit of that really spurred us on in lockdown to bring the facility um, next door and to make sure that everybody can experience every single one of those I guess training or events whatever you want to call it and bring a training method and bring a structure to our classes and to our training that allows everybody to dip their toe into each one and you don't have to class yourself as a powerlifter a strong man an endurance guy Whatever it might be, you know, and in that way, it's just much easier for us to program and do what we need
1: to do. The thing is, it's not by accident as well. Like we've not just we're not guessing with what we're doing. Like we we've coached with Alex Viada. Remember when Mm. we started getting into them sessions? That was Mm. like a birth a baptism a baptism of that the wasn't Adam. an easy entry no. into the functional side of things like that was a very high threshold <laughs> of training which was unbelievable because we learnt what you probably could get away with and what couldn't get away with depending Correct. on where yeah. you're at training age wise like we understood like we've done endurance sports we've done the strength sports you've gone deep into the strength side of things as well which you've just skirted pretty much quickly over we can delve into that though. we can go into that a bit further now actually yeah, of Andrew course. yes okay. so powerlifting talk to us about what standard you got to etc some people don't know that
0: because
1: <sighs> it's so, a past life
0: it's a past life so like the, the strength stuff and the powerlifting stuff when I found it do you know what it was it was in the early days of when we was at ProFit right and we started to see Charles Poliquin yeah Yeah. and he was a strength guy and I, was, I always liked doing strength stuff do you know what I mean played a little bit of rugby and whatever and I thought do you know what this strength stuff is a bit of me and this guy Charles Poliquin he was like the muscle building king to me biceps he was like Mr. Bicep he was the muscle building <clears throat> king so I guess that's what took my real interest do you know what I mean and, I, and I'd say like back then because the strength of the powerlifters today is far superior than the strength of the powerlifters why do you think that is though back, is in, it, back in my day is it because they're starting younger though had,
1: start, had they started
0: starting strength sports at 16 not mid 20s yeah that bad. and there's better culture when I was doing my when I was in the deepest part of my powerlifting it was a bad culture yeah do you know what I'm saying like the food choices like the training two for
1: two Tuesdays
0: whatever it might be Thursdays so, you know and, and let's be honest like those that are not in a tested federation the drug choices and all that kind of stuff they were going crazy with that it's like it just wasn't a great culture back then and, and I think nowadays you're seeing a lot of the bad, uh, the bad side effects from that era coming through with health okay. do you know what I mean an injury
1: how and, many of and, the guys who competed when you did still compete is the many
0: on my scene, not many actually.
1: In your weight categories, the higher, because the, you were what, were no. 110 or 100?
0: I competed in the 110 class. and I, Well, I competed in both in the 100
1: Here's and the, the 110 Here's the one, because I've got photos of it as well. What did you walk around at? <laughs> when you weren't, say, say you were so far out from, 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 from a show, I was going to say show. show, a show,
0: a powerlifting, a powerlifting comp. Like, what would you walk around at normal weight? The usual weight was around like 112. Yeah. but I did get up to about 118. I think I've biggest. got a video of that I was that's why I'm saying
1: biggest. it if Arky can work some magic we might get that video <laughs> yeah <but magic. laughs>
0: yeah and I, I was like I was big you know I was talking to a mate about it last night we used to train with whatever I was big kid do you know yeah. what I mean but you know again that was because I was, I was surrounded and it was great by the way because I did get to an alright level like now if I was to compare what the results were we're going to ask
1: for numbers Paul they want to know numbers
0: They want to know numbers 320 squat Okay 210 benching This mm-hmm. is our competition mm-hmm. I've had a bit more in training But mm-hmm. no one cares about your training weights so You have to It's what your comp was
1: You're going to go into another wormhole more now Let's go
0: And 3, 4, 5 on the day So that was in my best total powerlifting Okay Paul me. That was the best total I think like Heavy the, An 8 Mid 800s total Something like that Whatever it was I so saw on the day that was really good and that was in the uh, the 110 class that was at the European Championships down south and I actually only weighed 104 on the day on that
1: so you were light in your category I was category. lighter
0: in my category and that put me fourth in Europe that one how much
1: because we're digressing a bit now how much do you reckon another 6 kilos would have made difference on the bar because we always say mass moves mass but obviously yeah. with the culture we're in now where uh, sometimes we, we see because you still had big strength gains and big strength feats at what like late late 90s late 90s yeah how much difference would it have made it's per
0: lift it's per lift mm-hmm. and there's a thing where you have to get strong at that body weight like just ballooning up rapid won't give you much mm-hmm. but if you if you get big and you get good quality muscle over time and you hold that weight that's when you get the best strength gains like gaining half a stone or gaining a stone even which is easy Gaining a stone within a a two a couple of weeks, three, four weeks, just by eating and, and drinking and training, whatever, it's not really correlated massively to a good strength gain. The only benefit that you see really is on the bench press. And it's...
1: Because of purely the size of you yeah, under that bar.
0: Just because you're locked in, you're anchored into the, back, the no, bench.
1: You use Tubby as an example.
0: Exactly. He's a Tubby monster. Mac,
1: Tubby Mack 86. Yeah, exactly. he's
0: bench 400.
1: Yeah. I think he's done upper 300s in the gym in here.
0: He's... I've nine
1: him. of us spotting on. Like. I've
0: spotted him at a three ninety. He's a three
1: ninety. We'll bench. mention Toby to be fair because he doesn't get enough credit. we'll never get him on. Hundred percent. that will be that be interesting. He'll bottle that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, we're gonna get you on this. Um, so yeah, I found I found that gaining more weight was only benefit. Short term, fast gaining weight was only beneficial for the bench press and everything else didn't really or maybe even the squat because you can crank your belts a bit tighter mm-hmm. but really it doesn't co- like weight gain doesn't correlate to strength gains immediately there's a short term positive effect it's
1: time spent at the bigger weights, with spent. them loads and moving effectively and, and you're able weight to move there. Bigger,
0: yeah. and your body weight being bigger um, so yeah I mean I did some right numbers back then but like, if we was to compare it now and going back to the question like, what
1: are the numbers like compared I
0: mean mate the, the numbers nowadays mate they're just crazy like <sighs> really really crazy and to answer your question it's because yes the younger generation I will call it the younger generation whatever that are coming into Powerlifting they've got way better advice than we did they've got the there's, there's strength well because of social media because of these kind of things podcasts whatever mm. there is some really good strength coaches giving out really good information for free for free that's just on YouTube that's on you know whatever it is so the youngsters now that are coming through they're getting really good knowledge and good information and they spend time and they see the value in the smaller details like warm-up routines. <laughs> like, like I'm serious. You know, looking after their bodies. You know what it's like, mate. We'd go into That's a really session. Accurate. You'd literally just do an empty... Your warm-up...
1: Bandy pull-up right bench.
0: Your warm-up was an empty bar bench. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Replicating the movement key. is the best warm-up, to be fair. But you miss out on so much. Like Nowadays, are what I see a lot of Matt Wenning's one of the really good guys in strength and he has like a pre-workout drill warm up routine whatever it might be but the volume in that is fucking huge Mm. it's huge it would smash most people as a main session I think
1: thinking back to Viada's programme touching on that Mm. again I think we spent 20 minutes before we even squatted or before we even pressed like Cuban rotations with weight Cuban rotations with with weight weight. and it was like plyos
0: plyos you know single leg hops, whatever it might be, so the youngsters now, they're getting hold of that, and what happens over time is, when you do these kind of warm-up drills, these extras, the plyos, etc, over time, your strength just gets so much better, so much faster, and the risk of injury goes way less, so I think that's why these kind of numbers, and don't forget as well, there's a huge psychology uh, psychological effect of people doing it and you phone it. Like yeah. the 500 kilo dead we've got beat. Everyone can think, every, everyone's got a target now. It's been done. Right. We know it's we like mid, higher. Yeah, It's had yeah, like yeah. the fastest mile.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was Once it, it's was been was done. It, who was
0: it? We Ban- uh, should know that. We don't. Roger Bannintyne.
1: Bannister. 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 Bannintyne. time. I think you're Dragon's Den. Sound. So this it's kid, he
0: did the fastest mile, right? Guess then everyone pe- realised. Guess how many people yeah. did the mile the same? Because they believe it. So there's a huge side of that as well. In because strength we can sports see that. as well. Yeah, it's the same thing in strength sports.
1: How did you find, so obviously what was your, how often, what was your training rotation there? So how many days a week would you train? I'd only train four days a week. How would you find it now thinking how much we train now compared, how did you feel though from a physical standpoint? Cause I'm probably guessing probably more fucked then,
0: yeah, cause of the loadage way or worse or, then,
1: yeah. yeah. But, but was that worse. because of lifestyle? Would you have felt better then if you were a lighter lifter? Yes health wise sure. etc
0: for sure there's a couple of components to it one like obviously because I was lifting so heavy all the time mm-hmm. and the environment that we was in it was killer like I you know big up to Andy Bolton over in Leeds like he took me under his wing for four years the best powerlifter of all time for yep. sure and a really good man like he took me under his wing them training sessions you, you, you came no I didn't but, go to Ralls. no listen them training sessions but like, whoa, I'm telling you now, I hate to be that guy, but they we were savage,
1: they were, I remember you and Zach going over actually like, you'd get done early and nervous. nervous. I think, I think when Nando's, I was, when we when Nando's at dinner.
0: And then we used to over. toss it
1: off all day, and just go, oh,
0: Yeah. I've got rails tonight. I've been nervous driving over there thinking- And then come coming bloodshot day
1: after like that. Yeah, bloodshot after Good a session.
0: Cause session. you're getting slapped about. <laughs> like, like these men, Like, like, we're young, I'm 20, what, 22? there's men in their like early 30s like we are now or late 20s
1: slapping lads about monsters
0: that all they care about is powerlifting it was the lion's den it was crazy and obviously it was a backstreet gym hard backstreet Mm -hmm. gym you know full of gangsters and all that stuff you're like wow and it was like this is the place to be I need to be here to get strong you know so that that brought it fatigue that that brought a level of fatigue and then of course the heavy barbell work so I think when you always find a sweet spot, don't you, in your training where you just tip over, it's too much. And in strength sports, you can easily see that because numbers decline quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So I figured out that four training sessions a week was actually enough for me. And that fourth one wasn't even full intensity because it was just too much. Like I said, we're coming in the next day, blood shots. Because I've just been you know, maxing my yeah. head off. So, um, so then switching over to the hybrid style of training, i moving through the ranks with this and increasing frequency like we train twice a day now and it's no yep. problem but the load and obviously there's a time period that you have to get to two yeah, day, of right? course. we know that Yeah, there's an adaptive phase
1: if you think back we used to deadlift I think we joked about it three times a week sometimes at one stage but this is not obviously when you were power we're coming away from that but we got to a stage where we were fucking rotating three different deadlifts on a weekly basis so everyone wonders why we're so heavy with hinges why we get so decent numbers on stuff like that because yeah. We built up tolerance over a big period of time and a massive training block of time. Yeah. But like we rotated the same movements over and over again, and it's like people try and get too funky and try and get too different yeah. all the time and jazz it up. It's like we built massive foundations on basics first, Correct. and it carries over. It means you can tolerate a lot of training. Well,
0: well, this is it. Like getting your body. The answer to everything is getting strong. Like this is the answer to everything. Improve your strength. No matter, what relative, age. no matter what age, no matter what the goal is, I don't care if it's ultra running. Listen,
1: strength, world record in this gym, yeah. and a deadlift and a comp, yeah, the exactly. guy's in his 80s, 80s yeah. you know what I mean?
0: You know, but the the answer is genuinely, get strong, and it's relative, it doesn't mean powerlifting strong like we used to, yeah. it means get your body really, really strong, and we know the benefits of that over time, which is why we can tolerate what we tolerate now because it's an undulating intensity. Not every session is balls to the walls. Yep. It's not just hundreds and hundreds of kilos on a bar. We, we undulate it nicely, do you know? And, and different sessions cause different fatigue, right? So it was, when I was powerlifting at my heaviest, the fatigue was always the same feeling of fatigue where for those that know that have gone really hard in all areas, like strength, ultra endurance, and let's just say, I don't know, bodybuilding, we'll mm-hmm. use them three examples there is a different level of fatigue when you max out in each one. The feeling of being tired from really high-end powerlifting is a certain feeling. Mm. When you're completely emaciated at the end of an 100-mile <inaudible> run, you love that, don't you? Absolutely, when, when,
1: skeletal when, head.
0: When you're, when you're emaciated off an 100-mile run that you've just ran for 21 hours, that's a different level of fatigue. When you do really high-volume bodybuilding, it's another level of fatigue. Mm. And it comes with different symptoms, different interruptions. Some of them to your sleep. and fatigues
1: aren't physical. It's not like the physical feeling like say say you look at powerlifting, it might be a joint thing, where your tendons feel smashed, whatever. Like endurance we both know is a different kind of feeling altogether. And it's sometimes a feeling of being actually empty. Like you're void of like oh, yeah. not emotion, but no, like no, void of right. like I can't be asked. Yeah. And I, it's because I, you're back, I just yeah. wanna stop.
0: I wanna stop. But we I'm
1: even say we take the piss like you used to come home and have two for after powerlifting after ultra endurance I don't want to eat Yeah,
0: you. you I got understand. in the bath with
1: ice pops because yeah. that's all the only thing I, I could actually stomach because yeah. couldn't be asked it's
0: different it's,
1: it's a different, different feeling
0: yeah. well guess what the answer is to everything get stronger it I makes don't... you if you get stronger you can just keep going in your ultras if you yeah. get stronger obviously you lift more weight if you get stronger like the body has to stay strong like that is the key to everything and of course the goal has to take over the, the goal is the priority so when I say get stronger if you're goal is to run 100 miles get stronger but don't let it affect your running don't make it impact your running in a negative way right we're not saying you <clears> should max out every day and still do your ultras no no be smart about it but you're still going to have to keep your body strong because guess what in the endurance stuff when you're going up them hills and you're going down them hills guess it what pays. your body's going to take a battering on yeah. your knees lower back knees everything so, like the around, around the trunk the rotation Like you just get absolutely smashed in and then obviously the longer you go the body wants to, your body's breaking down you, right. you want to stop
1: ultra endurance we'll use it because it's relevant for where we're at the moment is, is going to be ultra trail marathons yeah? yeah. which is a completely different kind of stimulus than you've felt and it, it can even I even spoke about Chris this morning the comparison you and him went up to Buttermere yeah. and Coniston they were you for a recce and Chris has been doing a lot of river runs it doesn't compare until you get to not the lakes not even
0: close when you get to the lakes
1: elevation the ground, the terrain changes every 5k. It's completely different. Whatever
0: changes in two minutes, yeah. everything changes. You think
1: you're sweet, you've got no layers, you need bare layers. Like, that all matters in what you're doing. Like, when you're running these big ultras, when you're running on, especially on trail, the way that feels on your body is different. Like, during... I, I realised how weak I am in parts, and I thought I was fairly strong. Yeah. It absolutely highlights every bit of weakness you've got. Because start. you feel them early. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so true. But,
1: if you are strong on a good base and you've got them foundations, you can withstand that kind of feeling because yeah. your body will adjust to get around it and it'll be strong. But you 100% can feel exactly what's weakness. Adductors, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> Once you start power hiking and going up these hills and then try and run after, you've just been sniped, Sit, mate. Absolute ah, snipers. And are gone. Yeah, and it's, it's about understanding these weaknesses and... This is where like, we mess around. We, we do a lot of barbell work, etc. And it's, it's like Andy was saying, you've got to pick and choose how much you batter that to a certain point of the year. Say we're running in July, there's not a chance we're going to be doing heavy deadlifts anywhere near them runs. No. it would be early in the year for sure. We can do that and we can get away with it. But when you get closer to these events, you've really got to change your training around. But the key component throughout this is always being strong. It's just the frequency of being strong in them sessions yeah, changes sure. through the week. For that sure. is the key thing.
0: Definitely. And this is and I guess you know this is us now where where we're currently at now sat here looking at our training programs, looking at our clients training programs and the guys next door. This is why the hybrid way of training, this is why we do this in certain blocks. We run 12, 8, 12 week blocks and we put certain things in there so that our our vibe is everyone can get it, anyone can get it, and you're always going to be six, eight, ten weeks away from any kind of physical feat. Yeah. Right, and that comes with a certain program. You have to tick some boxes with a certain program, right? I'm gonna digress there quick. We actually did a program at the start
1: of hybrid, which is the most fucking ruthless thing you've (laughs) ever seen. And it was probably naivety from us, but it's implemented from good protocols of strength, endurance, Mm -hmm. etc. It's just fucking
0: hard. It was too much. It was way too much. But anyway, we go back. Yeah, that was heavy. You can buy it if you want, but (laughs) let's see what happens. It was heavy. Um, so this is why. There is always a base of strength. Yeah. This is why there's a section of mobility, there's sections of technical work. And then we're going through volume phases and then we go into, of course, fitness phases with the ergs and whatever. And then we always recommend for people that are starting to think about something to do with endurance, okay, right, let's get some running. some Start with some zone two stuff, try two runs a week, or, Liam, get them on the track. Let's start to do some, you know, some meters on the track and whatever we do. So our training program, the hybrid program now, Every, every good program has to have progressions and regressions and phases of increased volume or increased intensity. And a
1: direction. And a direction,
0: which is why we pick certain phases to focus on. We have certain ways, or we, we have a certain block that we focus on with strength. This is more of our strength, our technical block. Then we're gonna go into more fitness blocks. Yeah. And most of it is, if we can get it as close as we can to the competition calendar you know we're not crossfit we never said you know we've we're never, never said yeah. that's not it but functional fitness competitions endurance competitions runs hyroxes etc we try and tie that in with the calendar and this is why most of our it's members calendar, in fact all of our members are eight, to ten we- are eight to ten weeks away from anything so we can just easily go right okay so you're eight weeks away from endurance okay switch there you go there's your eight weeks Let's, let's it's build. case in point whenever there's a high rocks how many people
1: flock to it from the gym whenever there's an affect or anything like that everyone wants to get stuck into it they're so capable across so many different things and some people bag this as well well you're not good at one thing are you it's like yeah but a lot of our guys and girls are probably stronger than you are yeah, you have to you focus do on want. strength yeah, like yeah. behave yourself like
0: yeah and over time you get better at all fine. these things yeah, yeah it's, it's fine, fine anyway it's fine. Like, do you do you mate? Yeah. So, over time you get stronger at these things anyway yeah. you know and you know that's where we're at how do we tie this in all this training with running the business
1: we live and breathe everything we do and I don't think that's one thing anyone can ever ever say different than what we do day to day like we are actually pretty boring because we do, it do for yourself listen we are boring <laughs> uh, see I, I love everything I do on a day like, we always take the pace like I don't actually feel like I come to work because it's so easy to come here like I turn up in shorts Yeah, year round in Birkenstocks and enjoy everything I do. I plan my day around my training, deliver great sessions with people. They're all backed by direction and actual application of what we're doing. And it's not even from just a textbook point of view. All our coaches have been through the mill of what they're trying to do and all live and breathe it as well. That is the key thing. It's like, do you show up day in, day out and actually practice what you preach of what we're doing? Yes. And let's crack on. And that is then instilled into the members because they all want to copy and follow suit. And that is the biggest thing with this place. And that's why we, we shell out numbers on high yeah. rocks. perform, get great results. That's why they all shell out at comps and all do really well as well. And it's mm-hmm. it just bred into the kind of culture in here. That is the key thing. For sure.
0: For sure. <clears throat> how, do, how do we manage all of this stuff and scale the businesses and be a family man? Because this is the hybrid lifestyle hard. that we're talking about, right? Because I can guarantee you there's a few people listening or younger people that want to go right i really like the way the hybrid guys live their life the way they train they've built the businesses etc they're doing the work they're doing all this kind of stuff i want to be in that position a as well. permanent
1: state of imposter syndrome a permanent state of applying stress day to day and trying to cope with that stress and coping with that stress that is fine taking on more workload at all times probably sleeping not as much as his optimal guys. Yeah. But let's be honest, when we touch on that, when people say, oh, you, I get it all the time. It's like, you only sleep like five hours. You're going to die. Have you read that? Is it James Clear?
0: I don't. Is it Matt? Who's the yeah. one who does
1: the sleep book anyway? But if, anyway, if you went by that logic, all the mums in the world would be dead. Oh, yeah. He's asleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, mate. Like, it's... <laughs> the reality is, we do very early mornings and we're still here late at night a lot of time of the week. On a weekend, we spend a lot of time talking over what we're doing business-wise, what's yeah. coming up. Like, when I go away, the laptop still comes with me. And that's gonna be permanently there. And I don't think that I'll ever really stop.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> when we get asked this question, I, I always find it quite interesting because people are asking for like, techniques and ways to do these things. So, Andy, Dan, how do you train twice a day How do you run the businesses? Do the meetings, do do your coaching, scale the businesses. Be a dad, where are you for your kids? Be a family man. We want to
1: win in all aspects of that. Look after.
0: And I don't really, of of course we've got some some Do you want want a a productivity tip? Well well, this is it, we we have got some tips to increase productivity, of course within the workplace. There is some set things that we stick to like, I don't know, for example, if a task can be done in five minutes, do it in five Mm -hmm. minutes. Use your schedule, make sure you're good with your diary. Make sure blocks of time are good, etc., etc. right? So we've got all of these things there, but honestly, it's just you making it part of your lifestyle. Like you've just said there, we live and breathe it, right? It's, I love the phrase, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and to make something stick, to make something work really, really well, you have to make it part of your lifestyle. Just like we tell people, the best diet you can have is the one you can stick to the most yeah. and make it as part of your lifestyle. You know, with exercising, try and make it part of your daily routine. Try and make it as part of your lifestyle so that you'll stay with the rest of your life. i we'll do 20,000 steps a day, Andy, for fat loss. Listen. I'll start with five. Running, running the businesses, being a dad, being a family man, training all this stuff isn't hard. It's not really, really hard for us because it's just our life. It's just what yeah. we do. I don't struggle to convince myself that this is the right way of life don't get me wrong sometimes it's harder with time moving yeah. things around yeah, yeah. trying to get the girls sorted out then we've got calls and meetings and then we might end up skipping a training session once every so often because we've got to fit something in so like the day to day routine of stuff I'm not saying it's always easy and of course as business grows and those that have run businesses and that have jobs like that the pressure builds right the pressure of the businesses build the growth of, of the you know trying to grow learn new skills trying to upsell trying to scale all that pressure starts to add in yeah. And then and then we you know we have a realization that we are in the right lifestyle that this is what we've Yeah. You know this is this is it. This is this is the. Yeah. So you have a little
1: bits of doubt and that that is normal because that is that feeling of like i well, doing enough, like all the time that constant state of like could I be doing more, and it's like no like you are maxing out as much as we can like we we always say we are doing as much but we spend so much time engrossed in what we're doing, but like you said it's not a chore. Like, I don't struggle getting up in the morning. Like, don't be wrong, sometimes it can be a battle, you know, you've got a big <laughs> yeah. session. But I don't struggle to get there for half four because, right, I've got a plan for the day, day in, day out, week on week, and the plan is to grow hybrid as much as we can. Mm. I'm not gonna do that if I'm sat at home chilling in bed in the morning.
0: Sure.
1: Don't be wrong, it's not an optimal time like someone, but I'm not yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah. If it means we can get where we wanna get to with hybrid and obviously mm. other businesses as well, that is exactly what I'm gonna do. And. This won't happen. Like we've got a bigger up support network. Like we talk about moving, moving the girls around, moving meetings, etc. We can do that because partners-wise, the support if stuff. I'll admit, Emmy's great for me because mm. she will drop, you can change the work around, etc. Don't be wrong. I do the same with my diary. We both done that with our diaries. You probably a little bit more than myself because you've got Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays before you. Mm. I have two day, two half days a week work from twelve o'clock. I'm out of office. I've got Rosie. Yeah. Doesn't mean the phone stops. Doesn't mean oh, I still never. don't still <laughs> get on the laptop like as soon as the girls go to bed like we get laptops back out again we don't just cut it off that day like this is the point we're always engrossed in everything we're doing that's why some people say we're a little bit intense but it's like why the fuck would I not be yeah. how because, can you not be how pur- can you not be it's
0: because we've got a purpose and a direction that's why we you know we know that this is our path you know and I think for those that have had that same feeling it's like there is no other way actually this is the way yeah. and this is what we're going to be doing you know, that's just the way it is. You talk
1: to any of our clients over the past how many years, 10, 12 years, we have run massive businesses, and there's been some silly businesses who've come through the GMXX who we've trained. Like, one of my guys is nearly retiring from where he is, and he's already talked about two new businesses that he's joining to then develop and make monsters because he will never give up the game because he's so obsessed with it. Yeah. And that is the same kind of thing. And that's probably why I'll live for a long time because he's so mentally yeah, so sharp with stuff. On,
0: yeah. And you know what, we've touched on this before on a couple of the box chats on the shorter stuff that we've done. Like for me, if we're touching on being a dad and doing it for the family, etc., etc., it's like I want to lead by example. And I want to be able to show Freya and any other, you know, if we have more kids, wherever it might be, you know, I want to show the family, you know, the people around me, that this lifestyle is the best lifestyle to live. And I want to show them how we deal with pressure I want to show them how we deal with busy days I want to show frame, what it looks like to work hard and what the rewards can be and then what to do when things start to go wrong you know also how, how you deal with you know busy busy days some negative mindsets how you deal with this I feel like all of this hybrid lifestyle stuff to me is one big it's not
1: just the gym that's the point no. it's not just the gym no. we've adapted that in because that's where, that's where we spend a lot of our day we talk about a bit more than that it's not just that we we've spoke about that in great length about being role models to rosie to freya etc for the right reasons and it is leading from example it is not being bothered about what anyone thinks and cracking on when we talk about being bullish with our attitude sometimes it's like yeah because you can be that's yeah. how you instill confidence that's how you really develop and that's how i wish i like yeah. we always say i wish i was this confident when i was younger yeah. It took me a lot further earlier yeah. do you know what i mean and that be my ability that's the one thing I especially want to instill into Rose. Is like be confident in your ability regardless. So many people get so far <laughs> blagging it, which it's is so mad, yeah. but it works. Yeah. And-
0: I think this is the way for me, and I know it'll be. It's the same for you and our guys. This is the way for me to leave my legacy, and it sounds so cheesy, but legacy, But it means so much to me to make my family freer. You know, to make. Freya, etc., proud of a dad. Do you know what I mean? Like it means so much to me. And I know that this path that we've chosen to take is my way and it's our way of being able to show our skills, being able to show our mindset, being able to show everything that we can to weave and to hopefully do a good job of the next generation. That's everything to me. And I know that we've still got plenty to learn, we've got lots to learn yet. Lots to experience. We've got a lot more failures, a lot more difficult times to come. like we were speaking about this morning, um, and for me and for us, this, we, we big each other in the group side. So let's be honest. Yeah. I was in the groups. This is where most people crumble. You know, we when do the right? pause, Andrew. When it rains pause. Let's go. You know, pressure is a privilege. You know, and yeah, we say that a lot. Yeah, we mean the that. Pressure lot. is a privilege. You put yourself on a pedestal. You put yourself up there. Let's, let you know. Stick your chest out and let's give it a go. And listen, just just figure it out along the way. Just keep working, keep pushing the boundaries. Because honestly, this is the best way that I can show Freya how to live. It's more than just overcoming problems for me. You know, this is, this is like Freya watching her daddy. For me, I'm Freya's hero. She's always free. But do you know what I'm saying? As she's going to grow older, I want to be able to show her... The failures. I want to show the obstacles. I want to show the success. I want to show everything. How to live a really good lifestyle. And fingers crossed, she picks it up on board. And and it's almost like, well, Andy, you've done a great job there, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's why we have to fit everything. That's why we train. That's why we do the business stuff. That's why we get into our day. But it's part of our lifestyle.
1: I think from the lifestyle point of view, they're touching on obviously parents and examples like we've had. A fa- we've had a family butchers for well forever basically, and I've always been grown up on the fact that. I go to a before school, couple of early doors. My mum's going to work by half six. I go then to an after one because they're working till late. That's been bred into me from mm. early. I've always seen that. On a weekend, I'd be with my nan and granddad till Saturday night because my mum's working till late. I'd have Sunday with my mum. That's it. Like yeah. when when I actually think back, it's like wow, right? That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of hours. Yeah. Probably not at home as much as I thought. And it's like that. I wonder. I know, my missus calls me out. and Him calls me out all the time. It's like you're just like your uncle and your mum. You do the same hours. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I never really thought about that. And I take the piss all the time, saying well, it works too much then, what is mad? Yeah, yeah. You, so yeah enjoy you do exactly, the exactly the same thing, yeah. just in a slightly different Your angle. It's
0: ridiculous, it's great. It yeah. is that's how it is.